I don't know what they have to say. It makes no difference anyway. Whatever it is, I'm against it. No matter what it is or who commenced it, I'm against it. Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. And even when you've changed it or condensed it, I'm against it. I'm opposed to it. On general principles, I'm opposed to it. Hey, I'm Michael Patton. I'm really excited about this because I am going to be able to shut down everything that Samson says. And I should be able to do that because I'm the president of Credo House Ministries and I've got this THM from DTS. Now listen to what he has to say. Hey, I'm Samson Kovach. I'm from the Theology Pit and I'm really excited that Michael's going to shut down everything that I have to say. Uh, that's, that makes me excited. I have a MAR from uh, TSM. <laughs> I'll just, I'll say it like that. This is Divergent Theology, where we take topics, Michael and I both have bit different backgrounds theologically, and we sort of clash them together, and we, we see what happens when the world of theology actually doesn't agree with itself. Okay, so faith and practice then become the litmus test. Faith and practice become the qualifier. Okay, so the qualifier. So if there is perhaps a doctrine that does not line up, then the argument could be made that the person who is claiming Sola Scriptura actually does not agree with Sola Scriptura if the faith and practice, the proper doctrine, does not line up appropriately. You're going to have to put that a different way. Okay. Um, let's say, for argument's sake, and I'm just taking this, I don't know, out of my head here from Mr. Wagner's thesis, that <laughs> believer's baptism is the litmus test and how um, Zwingli and Luther did not truly believe in sola scriptura because they did not hold to believer's baptism. Okay, is that what is that what they said about Luther and Zwingli? Yeah, that's that's his thesis. That's his that's his main point that they that he he goes through both of them and says they truly don't believe in sola scriptura because they don't have the right faith and practice that we clearly get from scripture. So he's going to an authoritative right interpretation as a litmus test to what true sola scriptura is based on his tradition. Well, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I can't really speak exactly what he's saying, but if you're saying that the litmus test for sola scriptura is the right interpretation, then I'd say no. I mean, because we've all got different interpretations. We all got our nuances that we bring. But I that's mean, an at, interpretation. And, one. But that's it, faith and practice. It's authoritative for faith and practice. And so therefore, if your faith and practice doesn't line up with my faith and practice, then therefore one of us is not doing true sola scriptura doesn't truly well, believe it. Be, we could be doing true sola scriptura, but just interpreting it differently. Yeah. That's which, the, that's the, but once that's you, the fork in the road. But, but then it's, but then we've actually divested something of the attributes that make it what it is. And we're, we're approaching it in a different way. And so therefore, if our faith and practice go in two wildly different directions, then one of us 
we may both say, I believe in Sola Scriptura, but the litmus test is that. And you could then make the conclusion that, well, one person actually does believe in Sola Scriptura and the other one says that they do when they truly don't. Yeah, I don't I don't agree because it's just a matter of interpretation. I mean, you can believe in something and have a different interpretation of that something. I mean, mm-hmm. you can love somebody and and love them in for, for different reasons. You know, it's it's it doesn't mean that it's always going to produce just because it's sola scriptura that it's always going to produce the exact same fruit in everybody. I mean, that would, that would go against it as well because you have people in the scripture disagreeing about things, you know, you pick people after Pentecost disagreeing about things. And so, yeah, uh, well, flesh out for me, the faith and practice thing then, because maybe I'm not following, like if it's authoritative well, for all things in faith and it, practice, it's not, the, it's not the best words. Okay. It really isn't. Okay. But it's qualifier to start. And it's basically saying this, it's not authoritative for all things because it doesn't speak on all things. You could say it's authoritative in all the things that it touches. You know, that's sometimes the way that it's said. Mm-hmm. It's authoritative on all the things that it touches. And um, while I agree with that, um, I, I think faith and practice has more of a meaningful sense in which what Scripture was given for. It was given for our faith in God, mm-hmm. our, uh, our, our understanding of our faith being in God and what he has done for us, how he has saved us, and then the practice that we are to do as a church. And so I think it's just talking about specifics. That's why people have used it in the past. I've never been a, the biggest fan of it, but it's the best I got right now to be able to kind of stay yeah. within the lines. But do you see where the sticking point could be with something like yeah. baptism? I mean, because baptism is central to the church. I mean, as, as far back as, as we go, even like, you know, you could even say pre-church, like baptism had, had that type of importance. Scripture is not authoritative to give you the right interpretation. That's not what it is. But it gives you... The authority in scripture exists independently Mm -hmm. of our interpretation. It does. But, but I, I, and I'm not talking about the authority. I'm talking about somebody who is saying they believe in sola scriptura, but their faith and practice does not show the evidence that they do. And the way that we know that is by, you know, a, a, a preconceived understanding, theological understanding of what the right faith and practice is that is drawn from scripture. Preconceived interpretation again. Yeah, I know. I know. But, but I'm saying that there's, that there's another, there's another qualifier in there. So, I mean, my, myself, I'm, I'm much more prima scriptura than I am solo scriptura. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. That's good. That's good. I mean, define that because I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that that um, scripture is the primary authority yeah. that God can speak in other ways. God can move in other ways. And I I, I think that that's evident. Um, I, I think I mean, uh, and I th- don't the, you think that that was more of a historic definition? Yeah, I, I, I really uh, do. We well, well, you think about yeah. it. I mean, you know, the entire New Testament is the record of God doing prima scriptura. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's him yeah. speaking and doing in different ways than the written word would say. And it was, and the written word is the record of prima scriptura that's, that's put forth. And so, you know, I don't have a, I have a problem. It's, but what's funny is that, I mean, I, I think that what, what's good about this, you know, that we're getting into is we're, we're really getting into the subtleties here because I could say to anyone, I believe in sola scriptura and then define it as prima scriptura 
and nobody would yeah. question me on it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And and I think, I think you're. I, I think it'd be insightful for a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't question you. It'd be like, oh, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you defined it that way because I've always had these other authorities, yeah. you know, and I've always thought they were yeah. truly authoritative. Now, now saying that, I'm not saying that God does speak in all these different ways and does all these different things and everything. I'm not saying that that's the norm. I'm just saying that I don't shut the door on it. And there are things that I I can't explain. I mean, when you look in Muslim countries about, you know, Jesus appearing to them in dreams and and that sort of thing. I mean, you have all kinds of different things going on there. That's not, you know, they sat down and read the Bible one day and and, and came out. I mean, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, different stuff going well, you, on you know me as a calvinist some of the people may not know what calvinism is but mm-hmm. it's a kind of a just a high view of god's uh a, a sovereignty his authority his movements in our life that he's in control type thing that's part of it mm-hmm. but uh, as a calvinist i mean we, we joke around a lot because we always talk about the word of god is hindsight 2020 mm-hmm. <laughs> because as if if we have lived it like like uh, i can't ever say as a especially as a calvinist uh, I don't think any Christian should be able to say this, hopefully. But I can't ever say, man, I wonder if I married the right girl. Or I wonder if Mrs., the true Mrs. Patton is out there somewhere. I just missed her. I, I have to say no. I married her. Mm-hmm. How do I know? I, I know that I know that she's the right girl as much as I know an interpretation of Scripture. Yeah. Now that's that's how much I say hindsight is God's word as well. But it only comes to us in hindsight. We're always looking for movements beforehand. And you can't always interpret the past right either. You know, it's not as if it's not as if this is God's uh, uh, God can have his permissive will, his perfect will and all that kind of stuff and still move. With it. But we see God's word playing out as we see the authority of God's movements. Yeah. And uh, somebody, that, that can be one way we look at it. And somebody that's not a Calvinist. Uh, which is me. I'm going to, I'll just, I'll be out front there. I'm probably closer to poor wife. You're always sitting there wondering whether you marry the right person. Nah, it's not that I'm probably just closer to John Calvin <laughs> than like the Calvinism. Um, but, uh, come on over, come on over. It's, it's sunnier over. It's here. predestined for me not to. Um, but it's like, I don't hold to, a, I don't, I don't hold to a bunch of, you know, philosophical decrees that I have to, you know, Im- impose on God. It's, I, I just don't, I just don't go there. I've never been, it's never been appealing and, either. you know, I don't, but, um, you know, no, oh, you just, we just lost you. We lost me. Yeah. Your, 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 your camera went out. There it is. Now it's back. How about that? There well, you go. the space bar turns it off. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. We, I accidentally hit the space bar. Oh, nice. We learned something new. But, um, you know, I mean, there, there's a couple things here. Like, first off, there you go again. Um, <laughs> first off, there is no way that I am going to ever say anything differently than what you just said about my wife being perfect for me. She's yeah. going to be listening to these podcasts. There is no way in H E C K that she I is, am go- she is your authority. <laughs> she <laughs> is. She is. Um, our wife, no. our authority. But but I also don't hold to, to meticulous sovereignty. I mean, I I don't hold to that. Um, but I I do, you know, uh, understand you that uh, high view of sovereignty in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but not that. So I don't, so I don't go into, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that God cares like, you know, how I knotted my shoe. 
to this morning or the fact that I didn't, I just slipped them on with them already nodded from when I tied it a couple days ago. Never know what meaning that's going to have later. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Um, and, and so like, I don't, I, I don't go into that, um, aspect of it, but, um, with, you know, with God being the authority over everything that naturally includes his word. And that naturally includes anything that he wants to do, whether it's included in his word or not. And I think that there are too many examples in scripture of God using things authoritatively that are on par with scripture for us to say that he, to, to say that God be, you know, does behaves a certain way at a point in time and then stops behaving that way and never does again would no. be inconsistent. You yeah. know, if, if God, you know, does this thing in a certain way and, and, and the entire Bible is, is this repetition of themes. We see this over and over and over again. I mean, that's why Pentecost Sunday was so great a couple of weeks ago and, and preaching on it and, and being able to show these, these same themes because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is yeah. how he does things. So I don't understand why we get to a, uh, a you know, a, what we say is a close of a canon. And then it's only within these books that, let's be honest, historically, we have not agreed on, you know, um, yeah, Luther and Calvin did both weren't very fond of Esther and, you know, didn't have that, uh, didn't have uh, commentaries on it. And I think Luther wanted to take it out, you know, out of the book, but um, yeah, 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 take it out of the Bible. So, you know, it, it's not, it's not like we have this one thing. So, even so, even the thing that we're talking about being authoritative is still it's historically fluid. And so, what I think what what best we can say is that all <clears throat> that is scripture is authoritative, whatever that is. But I don't think that historically or, we can. Or say, how about how about I was just saying all that is God's word is authoritative. That that would be even better. I think that'd be an even better way. Yeah. Um, sure. Because I, I, I think that sola scriptura. Or, or uh, we could even make it more practical. All that is God's message to us. Yeah. Sola scriptura <clears throat> di divorced or, or separated from God's will and from Christ, his work and from the Holy Spirit uh, is illogical and it's irrational. All right, so you have another topic in there. Why I don't believe in a closed cano? <laughs> Come on, why? Because you because I don't know what a cano is. I have you no know? idea what a cano is. Oh, oh, cannon. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, that's that's different. Um, you well, you brought but, that up, and I was like, oh yeah, that's another good topic. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw you going in there. Type. I wanted to put a couple in there too. I mean, because we we have some we have some crazy ones in here. We do like we got some ones that are uh, are going to be kind of shocking, but um, but but so it's, it's really hard that when you because you started this out saying you don't believe in sola scriptura, and it's almost like you're saying you don't believe in the popular conception of what yeah, sola scriptura is. Exactly what I'm saying. That's but, why I'm clickbait all the way around. Yeah, yeah, but you do hold to, and 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 I'd almost want to say this. You want to hold to sola scriptura so that you give the appearance of orthodoxy, but your understanding of sola scriptura is not unorthodox. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. I am Samson Kovach. I'm the 
co-host of Divergent Theology and the host of uh, the Theology Pit. Here to take a moment of your time to, you know, shamelessly plug some of our stuff that we do. Now, I know you've been asking yourself while you're watching these episodes of Divergent Theology, hey, how can I become a Divergent Theologian? Well, that's a great question. First thing you have to do, well, you have to know why you believe what you believe. And the reason for that is because you have to know what's in the realm of, let's say, non-heresy and the realm of heresy. You have to know how far you can go and diverge in each direction and still remain an Orthodox Christian. What's that? <laughs> yes, the best way to go about doing that, in my opinion, is to go to crudohouse.org. Now, what I would recommend is you start off with the discipleship program. Discipleship program is a great way to get an introduction into, you know, what you believe as a Christian. It's broken down into uh, 10 sessions here. Michael's done a good job with this. Uh, looking at the Bible, mankind, the Trinity, Jesus, faith, like um, living with God, those sort of things. Um, it's in, you know, two separate sections, but this is if you really are new to the faith or kind of you're thinking of a way, hey, how in my church can I teach something? This is a great, uh, great ministry tool. But you're saying, Samson, look, I'm already a Christian. I've been a Christian a while. I want to go deeper. Oh, okay. We have the theology program here. I would say you start off with your introduction to theology. You can all find all of this stuff, credohouse.org, and uh, go through the six-course program, and you'll know a little bit more about why you believe what you believe. Now, as a divergent theologian, and I've you know taught and worked with uh, Credo House, even back when it was called Reclaiming the Mind, um, on my podcast, you notice the Theology Pit, where you can go to theologypit.com, you can get great things like mugs and shirts. I have some new shirts that I've made up. says, I can do all things through scripture taken out of context. Support the ministry that way. You'll notice that I diverge a little bit more. I'm neither a Calvinist nor am I an Arminian. I'm free to do that. Uh, there are other things out there, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But that's where you can be a divergent theologian. So check out the sites. Check out the the books and all the wonderful resources that we have at both of these sites and the podcasts. Don't forget Theology Unplugged, one of the biggest podcasts, theological podcasts on Apple. Another nice little tip when you're learning Greek, use cards. Use your Greek cards as bookmarks. It's great. Apocrinomai. Hey, <laughs> answer indeed. Oh, Michael, what are you thinking? I think you're right on both accounts. I yeah. think I'd agree. Yeah. So it's just not it's not according to the popular orthodoxy. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's it. And so so people would hear that and they would immediately label you someone who says, Well, he doesn't believe in sola scriptura. It's obvious. Look, because yeah. this is the yeah. clinical definition of sola scriptura. He doesn't line up with it. Or or Roman Catholics would say, Hey, you're on our team. And that's yeah, well, no, so. you're you're not going that far. I mean, wait, wait until we get into Sola Fide and I, I do yeah. my pre presentation on that. People yeah, immediately yeah. want to read that. You want me to read your topic there, they'll run with a with their tails on fire yeah yeah but it's like people hear it and um I, and i have been um 
warned by other theologians that they're going to want to push me in like one of three directions and we'll, and we'll, we'll get to that. None of which I'm advocating for, but, um, but it's, it's sort of the same thing here with Sola Scriptura. It's like you have a more, uh, thoughtful and wider approach to what Sola Scriptura actually entails that is not easy to come across. It's easier to, to just grab the, the, you know, clinical definition here, the theological definition of, you know, this is it, but what does that mean? And then yeah. once you get into it, oh, wait, that diverges from what I think. And, and isn't this exactly what we're trying to do here? I mean, in the yeah. end, why didn't come together? We just say, hey, let's, let's show everybody what heretics we are, or how far off we go. <laughs> no, it's, it's in every doctrine. It's trying to, it's, oh, it's almost diverging people's thinking from the norm to create new pathways. So at the end of the day, they may understand the exact same way much, much better by taking a different path to get somewhere. And that's 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 my goal with this is 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 to move in that direction. And so it's not to try to be a heretic or to try to be, you know, cute or smart or whatever else. It's just to, to yeah. use this as a teaching tool. Whereas I do, you know, I mean, I do diverge in some things and we will get to those where it'll be more than this, mm-hmm. you know, because as you said, I went off and left field and then I came right back to, you know, yeah. second base and, you know, straight into home. Yeah. And, but you, I mean, it's, it's interesting because the the premise that we started the show with, you know, you're, you're going into genuine representation of, of what you believe, but it's, it is, it does diverge from the assumed norms. Yeah. So it's, it's exactly what's going on and you're, you're feigning subterfuge. For you, it, you know, but you're not, you're, you're not, you didn't actually, you didn't is actually. It, isn't feigning subterfuge kind of a redundant, isn't that a, what do they, yeah. they call it? A, a, it's, it a, it's like, it's like, I promise I'm going to lie, <laughs> but I didn't. So I lied about promising to lie. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, but, um, but yeah, so I, I, I think that this was a good opening conversation. For yeah, us. I, hope good, so. I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I had fun. Yeah, I think it went really good. Here, here's the sad thing for some of you: this went exactly like I imagined it, even better. <laughs> so it's not going to get much better than this for you guys that hated it. Oh, it will. We're, we're just, it this will. is the standard from now on that we're going to try to live up to. Well, no, actually, I wanted to start with this because I thought this was the more mild topic. <laughs> that we have on this list. Honestly, I, I yeah. really did. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. We didn't want to give you know, too much information to each other because we want a, a lot of reaction with this. But um, but but I knew that this uh, out of all the other because I mean, I'm scrolling down here. I'm looking through some of our stuff and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to I want to I'm going to get the frocked. Talking about you know, you're in a lot more trouble than me because I'm, you know, I run my own ministry. I know, I know. That, that's so I can do stuff like this. I'm, I'm just glad that my church loves me that. and they'll 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 fight for me. Uh, but um, but no, but I, you know, it's it's we we look at that and I think that there are going to be some things that really get us into trouble on a popular basis. This is gonna this is gonna be one. Every you're gonna one of these though. Every one of these, whatever the subject is, I promise you, you'll get deep into that area and and you will. 
uh, come to a better understanding. Even if you don't change your mind about something, you will have thought about it more deeply because we're going to put a lot of options out there that are going to that are going to uh, misdirect you or redirect you. Yeah. Well, we're going to catch heat for this. I mean, we're going to catch heat for all of them because, sure. I mean, we're, we're going to go places that I mean, people are going to say, again, we're we're trained theologians and we should be more responsible because maybe we're putting ideas in people's heads that then they run with it in a wrong direction. And, yeah. and now we're responsible for them running in and that wrong direction. You got me direction. looking at all of them and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, trouble. that, that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. But I mean, we have one of the things that I do want to do with this podcast. That's, it's going to be kind of fun is, um, talk about actual, um, other, other theological podcasts, other podcasters in specific. And, um, yeah, that we genuinely think are in error like an absolute error there, but yet they're still Christians. But we are just like, no, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, me having like a funny view of Romans and that sort of thing. Now, I mean, just, just so you understand, um, my, uh, Greek exegesis professor and my missionary professor were, um, when they were in seminary, they studied under N.T. Wright. So I, so the way that. that, I, I don't hold that against them. Yeah. So, so I'm he just, is certainly not a, my type of interpreter. Yes. So, uh, so I, I'm not a big NT Wright fan. I, I, it's, <laughs> I'm not on that bandwagon. He, you have to, you have to understand how he talks in cycles. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the best way to, to understand him. Cause my, well, my professor said studying under him, you would take like 10 pages of notes. Because yeah, he would just, there's, there's just so much going on with him. And, and I do, I do enjoy his books. I do enjoy uh, what he says, especially new perspective. We might get into some of that sometime. Uh, but, um, but it's just that my training has been under a lot of these other guys. And, and, and I, I look at that and I'm like, mm, I think there's something there. I, 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 I really do. And it's not just a matter of, you know, me, you know, wanting to be divergent or wanting to go in another direction. It's just that what you would consider the, you know, evangelical norm, that Southern Baptist norm, well, that's another thing we we'll to talk about Southern Baptism um, uh, or the Southern Baptist movement or whatever that is. Cause up here in the North, I'm in Pennsylvania. Baptist has a whole different connotation up yeah. here. And, um, and, and, but it's, I mean, I was raised Anglican and, and, and Lutheran. So when it comes to the whole evangelical Calvinism, Armenian, th- I never had a dog in the fight. So I just looked at you guys, evaluated you and said, eh, that's <laughs> not, it's not for me. Um, but, uh, um, one of the things that, that, that we'll get into when we, when we talk about this stuff is that there may be some people that you're like, this guy's not an error. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, this guy is, uh, this guy's wrong. Like just and didn't, flat you, out. didn't you plan on having special guests as well? Yeah. Yeah. We can, we well, can I don't some... think anybody's going to come on after this. Oh, uh, <laughs> we, we can. Well, this is, and this is why we I need was... to have them on real early. This is how you, well, no, this is how you sucker them in. I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give away our game plan here, right on the air. All right. You tell them, dude, we'll review your book and we'll do, we'll do oh, a yeah. response to your book and then we'll allow you to watch the response and then come on. And either defend it go. or talk about it or agree with it or whatever. We'll give you. We'll like give you that, that option. I like that. I haven't seen any show like that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So we'll do something like we like we'll do something like crazy. Like I don't know some crappy book like increase my faith, and we'll just be like this guy is just off his rocker. This guy. I I, 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 I see it. Is it right there? Is that it? Yeah. Man, that's such a uh, that folks. Let me tell you something. You are looking at another inspired book. <laughs> 
Okay. The Bible's authoritative. That is most authoritative. <laughs> there we go. Autograph. Uh, Autograph, baby. Uh, That's right. But, uh, but no, but yeah. it would be, I mean, uh, I, I think it would be a good idea because there are some, there's some really interesting divergent books that are out there that, that people yeah. have written um, that I, I mean, with the way technology is now getting a hold of them, getting a hold of the authors and saying, Hey, do you want to come on and, and talk about this? And, and, yeah. you know, really, really dig into this stuff. I think it, I mean, it'd be a, a really fun yeah, thing to do. It'd be good too. And I do think that whenever most people hear the word divergent, they're thinking of these people that really diverge away from essential Christianity or essential doctrines or something like that. And, you know, I, I just want to, you know, make sure everybody does know this. There's not going to be surprises like that. You yeah. Know, where one of us say, well, I diverge from the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Or, or, or like, like we're not like, you know, um, Unitarians or something like yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's, 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 right. it's not anything, but like, for example, like, like we touched on baptism a little bit here, like, yeah. you know, in the thing. And, um, you know, we'll talk about whether baptism is intended for the individual or if it's something that the church is supposed to do, if the focus should be on the church and not the individual. So that'd be something that we would diverge from because a lot of people, I don't know anybody that would say, I mean, to be honest, that it's not about the individual. But I think that the argument can be made. I know that the argument can be made that it's, it's more about the church than about the individual. Well, I look forward to hearing that. And the reason I would, why I know I, that I, is because I right now, <laughs> wrote a paper there. on it. <laughs> <laughs> now you know it if you if you pin it down and articulate it and argue it you're committed yeah. to it forever so that'll be a fun like divergent thing yeah but, um, that's a good one yeah. i mean i've got i've got a few notes here you know catholics yeah deny chalcedon if you're a catholic mm -hmm. you'll understand that and how important that is but the one that i wrote down that you gave away is why i don't believe the canon is closed yeah and yeah you, you just have to show up there that's a lot like this one mm -hmm. but it's very important to understand what i'm talking about there because that is true that i don't believe the canon is closed but it doesn't it doesn't mean it's necessarily true that i believe that it's open yeah one of the one of the more squeamish ones here that i put down was um uh, circumcision in a Christian society is wrong unless it applies to both men and women. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, I'll have to hear that one. <laughs> that, 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 that'll be that'll be a fun one. I had I had to do extensive research on that. Um, extensive and, and, that and it, not fun. Well, it's my my professor um, was uh, the uh, bishop of the Horn of Africa for eight years. Yeah. And so it was a topic he wanted to know more about. So that was my my final paper for the course. <laughs> I had, I had to do, so my, oh, my wife hated that that when I was writing that paper because I was just oh. I, I just know more about it than you I get excited about things that she could not join in your not, excitement. Not so much excitement Did about. Did you know I mean, whenever they cut the penis a long time ago? Oh no, no, we're talking female genital mutilation. You talking about? Here's what they did. Yeah. I'm talking about. I, I know. Go I know to bed, the, Sam. Yeah. I know. I know the four. I mean, I know the four different kinds. The practice. Oh, I mean, oh, it's yeah, it gets oh. into it. But um, you know, I mean, but I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff coming out. You know, um, so the the I think the big bombshell for me really is going to be the Sola Fide one, making yeah. the argument that it's irrational and unbiblical. Uh, I think people are really going to want to tune in for that one because there's yeah. a just show up for them don't read the titles and not show up just show yeah up. and and i think i think they'll hang on it too because there there's a lot in there that that surprised me when i was researching it uh to, to well, be I honest that, that one. That i don't know up. what you're gonna say or anything you know mm -hmm. that's one thing you know, gotta know folks we really don't know what mm -hmm. each other's gonna say it's not as if we review these things beforehand so it's very much uh 
very much uh, unscripted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's well, it's it's half scripted because yeah. one of us comes prepared. Yeah, like well, you, we like prepared in our mind. You know, we yeah, but you it. know, you everything we're prepared for. You had a trajectory. Look, I okay. I've I've been through the theology program. Yeah. I could probably cut this video up and and match it side by side where you've said the exact same spiel in like different areas. It's true. If it was true back then, <laughs> come on. You know? So it's somewhat scripted. Let's the not. Theology, you know. The theology program is also authoritative. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Theology program. Bible, the theology yeah. program. It is a great. Yeah. And, and we we need to plug, you know, um, credo.org. Uh, you yeah, guys, yeah. you got some great resources there. You have some great stuff. I have a uh, credocourses.org or com, credocourses.com. Oh, and and that's, we got it kind of mixed up because we got our ministry and then we got our for profit. We got credohouse.org, which is our ministry where I do all my personal writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you got credocourses.com, which is the ministry where I sell all of the courses, including mine. But we got, I don't know how many now. I mean, it's, I, I, I lost count. Honestly, I'd have to count them all up to see how many courses we got on there now. But things from from uh, Gary Habermas, mm-hmm. stuff from J.P. Moreland, stuff from um, uh, uh, Dan Wallace, from Daryl Bach. I mean, we got it all, all across the spectrum there. Yeah, and then I have um, the Theology Pit, uh, which is my podcast, and theologypit.com, which is the uh, the website. And you know, you can get all kinds of fun stuff from there, fun merch. I mean, I have shirts that say I can do all things through Scripture taken out of context. You can buy those. And <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> that was that was probably the most, pop, the most popular shirt at my I, seminary. I imagine. But... <laughs> I imagine. That's <laughs> Even the professors were like, I, I need one of those. But um, – well, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, you take scripture out of context, you can do anything you want. You okay. can, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. wonderful. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So if people want to, you know, hop into that podcast, that podcast is a, a little bit different. It's, it's evolving. It's a changing a little bit. One thing that's been happening to it, um, you know, it's getting a little bit more political and I hate that, but it's, it, the church is, is getting ripped into this world and I'm doing everything I can, Michael, to keep it out of the pulpit. I know, and I it know. is it's it's a struggle. Yeah. You want to talk about saying sola scriptura, and then okay, this is great in this theological type thing that we're doing right here. But now yeah. take that yeah. into practical application of our world today. Well, I do the same thing on Camaro. Oh, by the way, I got Camaro Theologian. Yeah, yeah plug that thing. thing. Uh, Camaro Theologian is my YouTube. So that just started recently. But Camaro Theologian, I've got a bunch of things on there. It's just me driving around in the greatest car ever made. No, it's actually not. I don't have a 69 Camaro, but I do have a 2017 Camaro SS that I drive around in. And you might be able to see if you just come see that, the Camaro <laughs> Theologian. Look up Camaro Theologian, but I am doing that in Camaro Theologian as well. I just yeah. got done today with a uh, podcast that – and I'm still trying to stay away from the politics of it. I'm trying so hard because it just makes me sick. It does. I I get ill over politics. Because yeah. it's so, so incredibly divisive. But I just try to back up and try to give some more theological principles when we're approaching politics. That's the best I can do. But Theology yeah. Unplugged has gotten much more th- political. Yeah. But um, one thing that we probably won't do with Divergent Theology is get political. Yeah. yeah. This this is one place. We have other outlets for that. And yeah. – this this, this isn't a daily update show. No, that's that certainly is because and that's that's one reason why I stayed away from doing anything political for so long because 
Like, I mean, I have people that um, I, I did a, a couple series and one of them was on uh, just on the Bible in general, yeah. where what it is, where it came from, that sort of thing. And I did this years ago and people still send me messages. They're like, oh, I'm on, you know, like episode two of your Bible or episode like four or whatever, because that stuff, you can go back to it over and over again. You start doing yeah. political stuff. It's it's a flash in the pan. It's oh, gone. It yeah. won't it won't last. This that we're doing with divergent theology this is stuff that, you know, you, you can come back to over and over definitely, again and, definitely. You know, and, and do that. And that's, so that's going to be like a, a main focus of this program. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Getting other people on, but all right, Michael. Well, are we done? We, we are. How, how long do we go? Uh, almost two oh. hours. Oh, so we got like, this can be the fourth session right here, yep. right? Hey, thanks for listening to Divergent Theology. You can visit our websites at credohouse.org or thetheologypit.com and make a donation. Support the ministry that way. Now, here's a quick look at next week's Divergent Theology. What I'm saying is that the, the individual is not justified by their faith in Christ. I want to make that clear. I am saying that the individual is not justified by their faith in christ yeah why don't you start with something easy you know? yeah exactly I, I i told you i'm gonna we're gonna, we're gonna hit this hard right off you're the not bat you're here. not going the direction i thought you were i i mean that's out of the question now so keep on going we'll see <laughs>